Welcome back to the tapes, for everyone. This is Toby, and this is Brooke. We were made in the '80s and played in the '90s, and we are here this week to bring it home for 1993's Jurassic Park. Yes, our our own Jurassic Park trilogy, if you will. Yes, because for a long time, Jurassic Park was only three movies. It was, and until the glorious right, you know, 2010, what 2020s brought us the. Yeah. I guess the, I guess the 2010s into the yeah. 2020s with Jurassic World, which yeah. have been really good. They have. Um, but it all started, of course, with these, um, Jurassic Park, or of course, yeah. the first one being the best. Lost World's good as well. Jurassic Park 3 it's was- It's good on its, in its own way. Yeah. Um, no, I, I liked Lost World. It was Jurassic good. Thre- I mean, Jurassic Park 3 was- eh. It was still Spielberg, you could tell. Yeah, and yeah. Of course, you know, Ian Malcolm, it was a great shift to see him well, as the Well, I was character. guaranteed to love it because he was the, the showrunner. So. Right. And a young Vince Vaughn. That's right, but yeah. we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, another day. <laughs> Because that is a 90s movie. It's going to happen. But of course, uh, Jurassic Park 3 was not a 90s movie. We will not be getting to that one. No. And, and it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, but it, it wasn't the same as the first two. It didn't have the same magic. But I mean, having it Dr. Had, it had some stuff, though. It had Dr. Alan Grant, which is probably the, right. the, the best thing it had going that for it. That was the draw. So, I think so. But let us get to Act 3 of Jurassic Park. Absolutely. And uh, before we start, <clears throat> I want to give a quick uh, shout out of thanks. Uh, one, again, to Adam, who we've shouted out before about giving us this idea of making right. it a three-part uh, part series. But also, again, to Jordan, who pointed out that really painfully poignant fact about the uh, right. about, about Lex and Tim. Uh, you know, we've been talking about that a lot on social media with our yes. Instagram friends, and it's kind of been a mind bomb for all of us. So, again, Jordan, thank you so much for bringing that to light because it was really fun discussing that. Yeah, it we listen to our listeners. You guys are part of the discussion. Absolutely. We wish you were here with us. I we, know. More, if we had more time, we would love yeah. to do like a live kind of thing, but we're teachers right. and parents and all that stuff. We yeah. have a little window. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. A little podcast window that we love. But we'd love to have you here with yes. more microphones and chairs. And Oh, absolutely. It would be uh, a dream come true. It truly would. Uh, so. The tape store retreat. We want that to happen. Right. But <laughs> until then, uh, it's great. It's just great having you guys part of it. In the way that you can be, yes, through social media and such. But at any rate, moving moving into yes. to the plot here. So let's just very briefly talk about what we have covered in Act One and Two. Act One and Two, essentially, the wonder and the majesty of the dinosaurs. Act One, right, and then introducing the characters. And Act Two, how it all descended into hell, essentially. Right, right. The which the, is like the blooming of the conflict, basically. Yeah, I mean, and and in fact, uh. You know, just referencing the novel, which is a 90s fixture as well, is in 1990, science fiction novel by Michael Crichton. Excellent novel. It, it's referred to as uh, eventually hell. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot, I mean, you know, when you're dealing with a novel, the author is, is going. You the, have so much more room and right, time to go into things. The, the depth of a movie compared to the depth of a novel is like, I'd say, comparing, I, I don't want to say a pool, I, I'd say a lake to. <clears throat> the sea you know yeah well i mean you know it's the iceberg mentality you know like there's so much more under the surface that you can touch on in a book by the sheer nature of it being a book so we do recommend um 1990s jurassic park by michael crichton and And we we thrifted it we always i mean i literally see jurassic park all the time at thrift stores and lost world too yeah go to your local thrift store and see if you can find it we even have it on tape yeah we found the lost world books on tape (laughs) literally cassette tape so being specific as far as where we left off with Act Two was, of course, 
the meeting, the introduction of the Tyrannosaurus Rex, which has become this iconic symbol of Jurassic Park. With the exception yeah. of Jurassic Park three, they try to bring in the Spinosaurus in it. But in the end, it's it's it really no, is yeah. always the T Rex, and it, we've talked about that just outside of the podcast. Yeah. The T Rex um, is is the arbiter of uh, <laughs> of the of the plot. I don't know. The T Rex always has the final say mm-hmm. in just about every Jurassic Park movie. Yes, it's it's neat how it's it serves almost like a Godzilla like purpose in yeah. the end. It's kind of like hold on now. He's like Pop, Papa hadn't sung yet. Like sure, yeah. The Velociraptors are cool, but the last roar is me. He's King Daddy Ruler. He is. <laughs> we love the Tyrannosaurus Rex. He absolutely is uh, the King Daddy Ruler, and and we we love. Thank him. you, Leslie Jordan, for that. No, phrase. that's true. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously though, um, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is like an iconic symbol uh, yeah. of of the of the film franchise, especially yeah, of the majesty and also the fear yeah of Jurassic and, Park. Right, and again, anytime there's an issue, anytime there's a bad guy, the T Rex always comes in and gives the final uh, epilogue, the, good or bad. Yeah, good <laughs> or bad. It's like, and it always sounds the same. It's that wonderful roar. Oh, so I know it's it's iconic. So we meet the T Rex at the end of. Act two, essentially, which is the way we've separated it. Yeah, and we we've shared it on Instagram posts. You know, just basically mashups of the scenes of yeah. You know, when he attacks Lex and Tim, when they yeah. you know when they realize the visual acuity is based on movement. You know, right. all these things that were theory, and now we're seeing them in practice. Yeah, Doctor Grant was right about everything. I don't think he was wrong about anything. That's 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 literally the takeaway of this movie. Yeah, like just Doctor Grant was right about everything. Right. And, and Dr. Malcolm, to be honest. Yeah, and, and yes, Dr. And Malcolm Dr. Sattler. Well. They were all right. In fact, uh, in, in the actual book, Dr. Malcolm is, is more of the one who's like actually, oh, yeah. actually right all the time about how this was never something that could actually work. Right. It is trying to impose um, a system of restraint yeah. on something that cannot be restrained, yeah. which is life. And, and he wasn't even and, and a society and an ecosystem. Yeah, right? and in the book, he's—I mean, yes—he's talking about dinosaurs, but he's really before he even realizes the full threat, he's just theoretically taking the idea, and he's like, "Listen, this isn't. Yeah, it's, yeah, cool and all, but it's not going to work. It's everyone's going to be died. Be died. Oh, yeah. I'm an English teacher. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be dead. Right. Forgive me. It's late. <laughs> so <laughs> when we end, uh, when we ended last week's episode, um, Doctor Grant. And Lex and Tim had escaped the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, and we, he gives you know that that very sweet line, you know. Um, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you, yeah. which is very important to the Lex and Tim arc right. of the story. Doctor Malcolm, uh, at if if, you, if it's your first time seeing the movie, his fate is unknown. Gennaro, his fate He's very done-zo. very much known. He's done so. Um, G- uh, Gennaro, the lawyer who was there to consult mm-hmm. and and uh, on behalf of the investors in the park, gets devoured. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of some um, poetic justice because he yeah. left he left the kids to themselves. So it just shows you what kind of guy he was. I know. know. I feel like you know. I'm like a parent wrote that novel because right. you're like mm, you don't leave the defenseless children without some comeuppance, you know. Right. And also, Dennis Nedry has also met his demise. Yeah. So and the you know the 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 Barbasol can has you yeah know, it's done. fallen into the wayside. It's you know yeah, that's not going to happen. No, the plan is thwarted. So. We begin Act 3 for the tape store as far as how we've separated the story. So back back where the, the, where the, the control center. Yeah. 
And this is where Sattler is. This is where uh, Hammond is. This is where Muldoon is. And this is where Ray Arnold, the uh, one of the computer programmers. One of my favorite part. lines that has yeah. barely any significance. Samuel L. Jackson. Well, and what, I will quote it. So don't what worry. they're doing, they know something's radically wrong, but they, they don't know what's happened. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to crack Dennis Nedry's code yeah. so they can get Jurassic Park back online. I need right. to do the line. Go ahead. So... Okay, this this is a little backstory in this line. My cousins and I, who are, my cousins are like my best friends in the entire world, we, of course, binge watch this movie anytime we're together. And for some reason, this line is something that I memorized accidentally, and I say it all the time. So it's it's my favorite because, you know, they're, they're all huddled around the computer trying to figure out, and he's got a cigarette hanging hanging out of his mouth, and it's, Key check space minus O. Key checks off. Safety space minus O. He's turning the key stroke off. Doesn't see what he's about to do. Any, what doesn't want anyone to see what he's about to do. But he filed the keystrokes off, so he's turning off the computer co- lines of code one by one. And they're like, how many lines of code are there? About two million. <sighs> yep. Yeah. So they're they, welcome. In other words, <laughs> you know, Ray Arnold's a smart guy, and basically he's saying, listen, this I'm is not. It's uncrackable. It's uncrackable. I'm not going to be able to get Jurassic Park online without Dennis Nedry. And he's nowhere. And they don't know where he is. They don't know where he is. you know, obviously they don't know what he's done yet. Right. So with, with time being of the essence, the, the, the fate of Dr. Grant and Gennaro and Malcolm and the children, and, and from their perspective being unknown, Hammond turns to Muldoon. Yeah. And says, basically, take a jeep. Bring back my grandchildren. Bring back my grandchildren, you know. And Ellie Sattler, and I'm Ellie, going with them. I'm going with them. So they go to search for survivors, and they do go to the T-Rex paddock. Where, where we... The, the last place we know that the car stopped. Right. They find what the T-Rex didn't devour of Gennaro, and then we hear a moan. Thank God. <laughs> Our blessed saint, yeah. Dr. Ian Malcolm. God has spared Dr. Ian Malcolm. In his infinite wisdom. <laughs> right. So Ian Malcolm was buried essentially under the, the debris of the, the bathroom. Under the like palm branches yeah. that I guess the bathroom was made of. Right. A soft landing. So he is injured though. Yeah. I mean, he's injured. His, his leg or something Yeah, he's, something he's, he's seriously up. injured. Yeah. So they have to get him into the back of the Jeep and they continue looking for Grant and the Lex kids. And Tim, yeah. Yeah. Who have meanwhile taken shelter in a in a tree in a tree, and this is where we get another you know just because things have gone horribly wrong, this is a Spielberg movie, yeah, and again, what he's good at is is taking even perilous situations mm-hmm. and winding the wonder into them yeah and i want to I just want to give one example of that mm-hmm. uh, the movie jaws yes such a, which oh, so good. which begins very much like Jurassic Park. You know, Jurassic, Peril, pa- Jurassic, yeah. Jurassic Park opens with one of the dinosaur handlers getting killed by a velociraptor. Jaws opens with a young lady swimming. And you, and you don't see the raptor, really. You right. don't and see the Just peril. like you don't see the shark. <clears throat> right. It's just, but the, the young lady's reaction tells you everything about how horrifying the this, this situation Absolutely. is. And how bad things are going to be for Amityville in this movie. Amity. Amity, sorry. Amityville, that's, I mean, that's a good one, too. But right, sorry. <laughs> a how, how bad things are going to be for the city of Amity. Right, really. yes. it, it, this is gonna This sets the stage. After all, Amity means friendship. Right. But there's a scene, and this is like well into the last act of the movie. This right. is when Brody and Quint and Hooper are hunting the shark. Right, they're out on the ocean. They're out, they're, they're way out. They've taken the orca out 
But there's a scene where they're able to, Quinn is able to attach barrels yes. to the shark. And the purpose of the barrels is they're supposed to tire the shark out. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they have like a high buoyancy. They float. Yes, right. So the shark is going to try to go under. But the resistance the, is going to make it the hard. The resistance is going to make it hard. It's going to tire the shark out. Well, remember, he gets three barrels on him. Not with three barrels yeah. on him, you know. <laughs> right? But there's a, there's a scene where they they get a couple, maybe two, maybe three barrels on Jaws. Yeah. And they're chasing him. And that chase scene, the music kind of becomes this adventurous thing. Yeah, it's like, Chief, it's like peppy. Yeah, Chief Brody's smiling. They're enjoying it. Yeah, so they're like, we're doing it. We're hunting it. it but this is working. <laughs> yeah, and they're enjoying it. So there's this sense of wonder still and adventure, even in a situation that's very perilous and very deadly because the shark is, is yes, you know. Which, again, this, this points to how instrumental John Williams is to right. a Spielberg film as well but, because that helped achieve that. Right. So the Brachiosaurus scene is, again, a reminder that, yes, these are... Maje- <laughs> ma- these are majestically beautiful creatures, and it does hearken us back to a time when uh, we can look back and wonder at something mm-hmm. that was so much bigger than we were, yeah, and, and, and a time that we can't really truly comprehend, but it did exist, right? Right, and it's and it's a scene that's kind of like you know, because I mean, you know, obviously Lex. Again, I have to point out because for me as a kid, I remember. I mean, I was I've been in theater since I since I was six years old. So theater was always something that was part of my life. So even when I was young, I would be able to be like, "Man, this this person acts really well." And Lex, her portrayal of fear was always just so striking. And so when right. she wakes up to this Brachiosaurus and she's scared, and Alan's like, "It's okay, it's okay, Veggie Source." You know, it's like think of it like a big cow, right? And even, you know, juxtaposed with this horror, we're like, well, but yeah. it wasn't all bad. Right. There's Velociraptors and there's T-Rexes, but there's also Brachiosaurus and Triceratops. So, so yeah. yeah. So, like, and, and it's it's meant to create a conflict for us. Yeah. Like, okay, no, we maybe we shouldn't have brought these things back, but, like, look at what we're missing out on, too. Right. So, so it's, it's neat. It's, they have, it's cool. like, kind of this... Like close encounter yeah, camaraderie with it. With it it sort sneezes of. on them. It, it, it seems kind of curious about what they are. Maybe it's you know. It, it, He's it, like you're I, in my way. <laughs> I wouldn't say friendly, but definitely they they were docile. Yeah, they weren't uh, trying to hurt. Anybody. Not aggressive, right? So that's where where they're at. Yeah, you know, and so and that's a sweet scene. I always love that scene. My, my, when I was a kid, Brachiosaurus mm-hmm. was always my favorite. But then we go back to the T Rex paddock, and this is you know again you know. You know, Dr. Grant. Right. Yes, yes. Right. This is Muldoon and her, Sattler. Her frantic screams. Right. Looking for Grant and the kids. And they are a, a, a considerable distance away from Malcolm, who's, you know, injured and in the back of the uh, Jeep when he looks over and notices um, impact tremors. Yeah. As in vibrations. Yeah, yet again in the water. If in I'm the, not in mistaken. The reflection in, of the footprint. In a T-Rex footprint. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's filled with water telling us very clearly what it is. Right. And it, and that's and that's a neat small moment that like harkens back to the cup of water in the car. Right. It's like, okay, here we go again. You know, here we go again. Well, like this this it's, just happened. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, the T-Rex obviously it's is. A, sort, an impact ha- one is fairly alarmed here. Yeah. Has, <laughs> so obviously we know that. Yeah. We know what's circling back and coming around for a second. And in Jeff Goldblum's just brilliant calm and fear. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh. Oh, uh, this is great. Hey guys, yeah. 
He's like, yeah. you know, they're coming back. Though, come on, we gotta get her. We gotta get her. Gotta get her now, now, right now. Like, yeah. like that. He's, he's not, not screaming. Even yelling. He's just like, now, now, now. Come on, let's go. And that, I think that's as, as freaked out as he ever gets. And one of the, I think, in my opinion, this is the scariest. This is awful. This is the scariest, like ho- most horrifying reveal. It's as if he just comes. At, as if he was was the tree. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of comes out of the you tree. You only hear him coming for a second, and then he's there. And then he's there. And the T-Rex chases Muldoon, Sadler, and Malcolm Yeah, on the uh, in the Jeep. And they barely escape the Her T-Rex. Her scream. Doc, doc, uh, you know, Laura Dern, when she screams and she sees that thing, that's one of my favorite like right. movie screams. It was just so horrifying. And you know that that iconic view of the T Rex mouth in the in the you know objects may appear closer than they seem. Yeah. Rear view mirror. I mean right. they've used it in Toy Story, they've used it in so many and, other mil- movies. And you can imagine in their minds, Muldoon, Sattler, and Malcolm, um, now, Malcolm has no idea what happened after he got walloped by the T-Rex. No, because, I mean, well, he was out cold. Right. He so, was knocked out. So you can imagine that actually seeing the T-Rex, Yeesh. knowing that it got out, mm-hmm. knowing that it's just traipsing around the park, you know, unchecked, unchallenged, obviously, uh, their natural conclusion would be, oh, God, they're gone. Right. But, I mean, they do find. They see the wreckage. Yeah, they, they, and they but they do see the footprints leading out from the car. So there's True. hope. They're but like I, I would still assume eh, it got him. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who gets the, away from that? Well, I mean, like the yeah the 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 and I think they're you know they're trying to rebel against the worst case scenario, which is that they're all dead. But they're right. like, okay, we saw some footprints. There's a shot that they're alive. Right. Albeit, you know, it's slim. So here's what ends up happening back at Command Central. Hammond and Arnold decide there's no way we're going to be able to crack Nedry's code. So we're going to have to reboot the entire park. And they didn't want to have to do that because that means everything will be off. Everything. Yeah, for for a period of time. Because until they can what reset was the, it. Because what was the one paddock that, that Nedry left on? Because he's the not raptor a, paddock. Right. Which is interesting because... He I'm left like, that online. What's interesting to me, which... You know, we we as as we'll, we always ex- describe at the end of the episodes that we have a TikTok account. So usually, what we post on Instagram, we post on TikTok. But every so often, Instagram flags a post because you know copyright material or whatever. Sure. But they don't on TikTok because TikTok's just a different interface. It's just made. Right. It's made for using that kind of content. There's a post we did, and it talks about the Raptors. I'm like, I we all agree the T Rex is bad news, but there's something about the Raptors that's somehow worse. Yes, and this Muldoon explains it. Yeah, and Muldoon explains it, and we posted that as well. And this this harkens to that. He disabled the T Rex paddock, not the Raptor paddock. That says something. Yeah, about the Raptors. That says that these They're are smart. The, these are the foes that you really, really don't want to run yeah. into. Right. Exactly. So basically, they're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's do or die. I mean, like it's, this is how. Yeah. This it, is it's a long shot. But it's how we make it. It is the uh, last resort, you know. Yeah, and this scene is also where we get the Malcolm uh, laying back with his sh- black shirt open. Right. It's a meme that's, you know, just all over the internet, but this is the moment where we see the glory right. 
of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the and glory of Jeff Goldblum no one, and his sweaty, right, gross glory. No one would lay that way, but no, Jeff Go- Goldblum, Goldblum looks completely normal. <laughs> I think he does it every day. Right. I think he sits in his house and lays that way for a certain period of time every right. day, and I'm here for it. Right. So they decide to essentially reset the whole park. And Arnold says, okay, I'm going to go to the main. He's got to go to like the shed. Right. Like this, you know, facil- little little facility. Right, which means that he does have to kind of get into the you yeah, know, he, he woods a little bit. Yeah, they, he, apparently he couldn't completely, you know, reset the park Because there's, these, there's there. these levers that yeah. are in other places. I don't know. It's right. machines. It's, it's computer stuff, you know. So Arnold goes, and he doesn't come back. So that means Sattler and Muldoon have to go and find out, one, what happened to Arnold, and two, they got to finish resetting the park. Yes, right? and you know, you know, uh, Hammond's a little, he's a little wary about sending Sattler, and I don't think it's, you know, she she posits it as, you know, we can s- discuss sexism and survivalist situations later, but I think Hammond's more of the old school, like, well, you know, you're a, you're a lady, <laughs> you know, I don't want you to go, right. and she's like, listen. I'm going to go. But you have to understand, the whole park is shut down. So yeah. everything that had any kind of restraint on it is now either out or could get out, whatever. It's right. no holds barred. They're essentially, you know, in the park with the dinosaurs. It's just right. kind of like... This is, this, is, this is life now. It's they're rolling the roulette table here. You know, they're spinning the roulette table. Meanwhile, Grant and the kids are kind of, you know, making their way trying to make their way back. And we get some more, you know, some more cool dinosaur stuff. We see some Gallimimus. Those are cool because the way that they traveled in herds was... Yeah, they're like a big dinosaur ostriches. Yeah, those were, that was. I remember thinking that was cool until, you know, they get overtaken by them a little bit. And they well, gotta hide. <laughs> they do. It's like a stampede, right? Yeah, basically. And, of course, they're not able to outrun the T-Rex. Right, because suddenly... It shows up... Into and, our lives. And, yeah, yeah, it's back into T-Rex. our lives. Eats one. They sit and watch it, and Grant kind of gives a little teaching, like, yeah, I bet you learn never look at birds the same way again, right? <laughs> I know, and poor Lex, our, our right. resident vegetarian, is just horrified. But they've got to, they've hit an obstacle. It's one of the fences. Yes. And, again, Spielberg, with his sense of humor and stuff, you know, Grant kind of plays a joke on the kids. Yes. He's like, ah, someone, I forget who it was, but someone in our store, uh, we asked a question, what are your favorite scenes from Jurassic Park? And someone answered, you know, the, the fence scene when he tries to scare well, him, which is such a dad move. That's yeah, such well, a that's dad That's what joke. I was saying. Not only is it a great moment of, of humor again, humor and lightheartedness, even in the midst of peril, it's showing that Grant has bonded with these children. Yes. And he, he wants to make them laugh. He wants to play jokes. Yeah. And it's so sweet. So... Tim decides. So they've tested, but, they've, but the the point is they've tested the fence and it's off. It's off, yeah, of course. Everything's been reset, so they set to they set to climbing the fence. Right. Uh, Tim specifically starts mm. climbing up the fence. Yeah, they know? all they all three are, are making their way over, and all the while we're we're so, cutting back and forth between Sattler and Muldoon, resetting the. There's park. about to be a convergence. Yes, in, of course. In, in what both groups are doing, uh, I think they're in the woods, Muldoon and Sattler, and suddenly. You know, um, Muldoon just stops cold, right? He's yeah. just staring. He's, like, not moving. And she's like, what's going on? He's like, hey, run towards the shed. We're being hunted. Yeah. Right? I've got to yeah. go now. And I'm thinking, <laughs> hey, look, this is Muldoon. He knows a lot. He certainly has her, right? I would believe him. Yeah. Right? 
He's this, it's such a whew, it's he's such a, a hardened guy. He's you know he's a hunter. He's a gamekeeper. You know he knows his stuff, and he knows he does. I mean, but as much still, as he can, he knows these he's, creatures. He's still not. He's still out of his element though with these dinosaurs. Yeah, all of us are. So that's the point. Ellie mm-hmm. just makes a break for the shed. The little, and she makes it in, and she makes it in, and then and Hammond's walking her through the directions on the walkie. Right, he's telling her what to do, and meanwhile. Muldoon, he thinks he's got her, but yeah. suddenly, you know, while he's focused on one, what's the line? Exactly what he says. What he says. What he. I think he talked no, about. It's what Alan said in the very beginning. That's to right. That kid. Okay, it was Alan. He said, "You know, that's when the attack comes, not from the front, but from the side." And of course, we've forgotten that by now. Well, Muldoon wouldn't have known. So he's focused no. on one, and then suddenly, just because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the line. You know, what's the line? Clever girl. And then... I mean, it just it just stick his head through. It's like, what up, dude? I know. You're done. I've been here. Yeah. <laughs> it's my pad. So Muldoon is finished. You know, and, Which and, is sad, actually. And that sucks because... I liked Muldoon. I, we did like him, yeah. And just to, say, just to you know, give, give, give credit where credit's due, uh, that is actor Bob Peck. And he was really good. Really good in that role. So Muldoon is now gone. And so we've lost another. They're dropping like flies. Uh... Sadler gets in and is, uh, you know, again, Hammond is, is leading her around. Yeah, because he's, he's looking at a map of the blueprints and he's leading her. Uh, basically, he's like, follow the piping right, to, but, but you know, soon, the, com- the command center or whatever. Right. But she's in this dark shed. Yeah. The fences and what Ellie's doing line up. Yeah. She starts turning stuff on. Yeah. And she's turning them all. The music's swelling. The yeah, kids we know and Alan are Tim climbing the is fence. is still on this blame fence, right? Well, he's, sweet Tim. Yeah, he's still... Well, I mean, he, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, right? He's, I know. They're, the they're, poor babies. I can't. She turns everything on. Yeah, I'm going to count to three. One, two, and then As fences are up. Fences are up, and so is Tim. Tim is blasted is, off the dang fence. I mean, blasted into another dimension. Bless his heart. And I, 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 and my, in my mind, okay, so... He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so, we, okay, so, I mean, look, it's a tragic... This is a tragic, horrible thing, okay? It's, I mean, obviously, it's something like this, something as chaotic as this is no respecter exactly. of persons. Exactly. It's no respecter of persons. No. So we've, you know, Tim's dead. Yeah, and then, you know, Ellie, I think we're back in business. Here comes raptor number two. Right, so she's being stalked by the raptors, and then when she has this moment a where... Reprieve, a, uh, a perceived reprieve. Yeah, and she's like backed into a corner and... A hand falls on her, and it's Arnold's hand. She's like, "Oh, thank God!" But it's just it's his, only his. It's hand. only his like arm. <laughs> so they got and again her performance just yeah. stellar. So they stellar. got they got Arnold, Good and you grief. know her her iconic limp through the through the hallways, which I used to act out in my backyard. Right, and she somehow <clears throat> is able to. She make, eludes. She is somehow the able to elude the Raptors. It's because woman inherits the earth. Right. And then back to Grant, Tim, and Lex. So we think Tim's dead. He right. actually isn't. Yeah, you know? he's holding him. He's like, Tim, do you know? And he, <laughs> sweet baby, comes back to and three. Three, right. And Grant's got, like, tears in his eyes. Oh, yeah. He is, he's officially in dad mode. Like, it's, right. it's over. These are his kids now. Yeah, and they are able to eventually reach the Yes, and Grant reunites center. with Ellie, and that's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. They, they're okay. And she, but the first thing she says to him is run. So Grant and Sadler have a very brief, joyous 
reunion. Yes. It's, the joy is very brief. Uh, yes, because they're out in the open. You right. really can't prolong this stuff. But they get into the visitor center. The kids are able to finally eat. Yes, they, they come in and they see all these sweets, all these like desserts, right. and they're like, yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, Sattler and uh, Grant are trying to figure out, you know. What do we do? Yeah. What, how can we, you know, how can we get help? How yeah. can we get out of here, you know? So... And this scene, this the scene is yeah. so well. Another important, another important actor like um, like Arnold's cigarette is the Jello. Yes, that Lex uh, is yes. holding. Also, best supporting actor. They're like stuffing their faces. Yes, and they're like, oh, we're just loving life. We're yeah. okay. We're safe now. And we're she, inside. Right. She sees behind Tim the silhouette of one of the raptors. You hear the breathing. Oh, it's awful. Right. So then they're suddenly pursued by yes. the raptors. And, and how they are able, again, it, these things are so horrifyingly fast. Yeah. They're so aggressive. Uh, Tim and Lex are pursued into a kitchen. Oh, and we all know. And this, this is another iconic scene. Anxiety-inducing scene. Right. We have, you know, and, and the kids are incredibly brave. They're incredibly resourceful. You know, they distract them and, and stuff. And they're ridiculously but, good actors. But we're getting some great shots of the, uh, the raptors kind of like stalking them with their little... That claw. Uh, the claws. And they're talking. They're kind of like making these weird. They're communicating for sure. They're, they're vocalizing the raptors are to each other. And these things are just in a league of their own. Right. As and, far as their ability and to. And Muldoon has said they're problem solving smart. Mm-hmm. And I mean there's there's kind of a, a throwaway line that Ellie, Ellie gives. You know, ah, we're fine. It's not in, unless raptors figure out how to open doors. Right. Cut to the next scene where raptors opening a door. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. They figured it out. It's fine. We're good. And Lex and Tim are not safe. No, yeah. They and are in the Lex kitchen has, with yeah. this raptor. Lex is able to, at one point, she gets into one of the, like a like a cabinet, and she's trying to pull the thing down the poor <sighs> thing. She can't do it. And again, just the horror. She's like, I mean, she's she's how all we'd be, we'd all be reacting. I that know. Way. And the scream of the raptor, just oh yeah. my god, it's horrifying. And they're able to escape and join up with Grant and Sattler again. I think they end up in the ceiling at one yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> watching our son watch this kid's kitchen scene, <laughs> he was like watching through his hands. He was borderline not okay, but he loved it. So but the, yeah, they get, yeah, they get, because, you know, they reunite with, with Alan and Ellie. They're they're making their way through the command center, through the welcome center, really, because yeah. now they're in that museum part, kind of. They get up into the rafters, and that there's that one scene with Lex when she's about to fall through the ceiling. Oh yeah, the, the legs are hanging. Oh, it's yes. all yeah. It, oh, there's, Lord and God. she's getting like nipped so out by him. Yeah. Scary. But they eventually get into the control room, and this is where Lex, she's a computer whiz. I, I prefer to be called a hacker. Nowadays, almost anybody is savvy with computers, right. but that's not how it was but in 1993. She's able to restore the park's communications. She's able to the fences, get the fences back everything. online. She's able to lock everything, and she's also able to phones, yeah, make it to where they can they can contact help. Yes, and they call Dr. Hammond. You know, the, the phone goes off, and Dr. Hammond's like, oh, my gosh. And Alan's like, you know, call the mainland. Tell them to send the helicopters. Right, so we have... And he knows, okay, it's bad news bears. That's the big scream. Grant! Grant! Right. So Hammond is in, I think he's in the main computer room. Mm -hmm. You know, near where like the lab and stuff and all that is. Yeah, yeah. And Lex and Tim and Grant and Sattler are at the Welcome Center. I can can hear the music of this scene in my head, which also plays like a best supporting role because it's just, it's So, so good. So they've called for help. Yeah. Uh, successfully, you know, you can assume, but they've got to make it out of the visitor center. Right. Without, you know, hopefully 
the hope is, without encountering any dinosaurs, which doesn't happen. No, because, because they're as, surrounded by dinosaurs. As soon as they get out, they're cornered by the raptors. Right. They, yeah, they've got they're flanked on each side. And they're they're all all four you know they've you know they've crashed through the museum bones and oh yeah it's whole thing they're all huddled together looking from side to side like okay I guess this is it yeah this is how we go and just to say you know uh, Malcolm is with Hammond that's right, uh, that's right. where he's at he's with Hammond in the main control center you know so again and you have you have Sattler and and Grant and the kids in the welcome center who's gonna come save the day who could possibly save the day. <laughs> It's the T-Rex, of course, Godzilla. right? <laughs> it's the T-Rex. Yes. Bum, 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 yeah, the, t- the T-Rex shows up. The T-Rex takes them all on, and we have probably one of the most iconic scenes in the movie. Yes. Well, I don't know. I think I've said that about so many scenes. The whole movie's iconic. What are but you going to do? You I-, know? I think if you could um, snapshot something that tells the whole story of the movie. Literally. While the T-Rex is like, you know, taking the velociraptors to task on being a dinosaur. Uh, Grant and the kids and they Sattler are able sneak to sneak away. Yeah, they're able to get out. So it's a, it's, a, it's the perfect diversion. And who's left but the T-Rex, you know, standing over these dead raptors who have been, you know, and this fanfare music. Yeah, and it just gives like the most incredible roar and as it's doing so because of the melee and the chaos, this big banner had fallen, and it falls perfectly. Yes, <laughs> right in front of the T Rex, and it says, "You know, dinosaurs." When dinosaurs ruled the earth, yes. You know? And the T Rex is basically like, "Thank you." Like <laughs> you're welcome. Actually, yeah. thank this, you, and you're welcome. This was my kingdom. I'm back. <laughs> They're able to get into the helicopters and go, and then the the beautiful majestic music is kind of lulled to this quiet. It's like a it's a little um, piano. Yeah. And it's still that Jurassic Park theme, but everything's quiet. The kids are asleep on Grant. It's so sweet. And, Sattler, and Ellie is like, Yeah, oh. Sattler, they kind of look at each other and she's like, wow, you know, like this has changed you and, you know. It's changed all of us. It's changed all of us, but Grant has realized that he loves children. Yeah. And Hammond. Or he loves these children at the very least. And Hammond, I think, is, I think if you, if you don't want to, if there's anyone you don't want to be, on this helicopter, it would probably be Hammond because you can tell he's just like he's kind of the architect of it. I mean, yeah, not, his, I mean, obviously he didn't create the technology, but he right. endorsed all of this. But his dream had you know fallen yeah. apart and nearly killed them all, right? You know, and uh, that actually um, Malcolm lives to fight another day, right? We're happy and that to see. that 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 moment that you just described harkens back to a scene that we actually didn't talk about, but was it's is very essential yeah. to the plot of the movie. And I thought about that, and I just thought it's it's so much more. important because it's more of a commentary, I think, on on the the really the lesson of the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation between Sattler and Hammond, you know. And when again, they're kind of they yeah. haven't they're they're waiting. They kind of don't know what to do yet. Yeah. So they're in the uh, welcome center, mm-hmm. eating ice cream. area, eating ice cream, and uh, Hammond is. It, it's hard to imagine how he would be this way. I know, but Hammond's not a bad guy, Mm-mm. but. He is caught up in his own head. Yeah, absolutely. And he is saying, basically, I understand what I've done wrong. It was Nedry. It was Nedry. I shouldn't have hired him. Here's what we need to do next time. But he's also talking about where he got, like, you know, he was talking about when he was young, he went to a flea circus. You know, clown free fleas and, you know, trapeze fleas fleas on parade. But they weren't real. The fleas aren't actually Right, he's like, I wanted to give you something you could touch. Yeah. And Ellie. And that's, you can sympathize a little with that. 
Yes, like I understand the the vision and the and the desire to give people not an illusion, but something. Yeah. But he said, but his, his whole his whole idea was, I'm not going to give them illusion. I'm going to have control over these real things. And Ellie's big argument is, you never had control. That's the illusion. But then he says, here's the problem. It was Nedry, right? And, I, I, I shouldn't have hired Nedry. I should have done this. I should have done this. If we can go back and do this, and. Sattler essentially just puts him in his place. Yeah, she said. She, what did she say? She says, uh, well, she you, know, goes, you, have, you never had control of that solution. I was overwhelmed by the power of this place, but I made a mistake too. I didn't have enough belief in that power, and it's out now. And people and are John, dying. Alan, Lex, and Tim, you know, she says, John, she goes, Alan, Lex, and Tim, they're out there. People are dying. Yeah. And she, and then she's like, so, like, that's, that's where we, that's where your dream has landed us. Right. You didn't just create, like, Fun stuff for people to look at. Yeah. You created killing machines, yeah, you and now people back. we love are dead or dying. And you know, yeah, Hammond kind of has to has play, to sit in that reality. Yeah, for that a little he bit. he's got to admit that he tried to play God, right? And it and fails. I, and, but that's, well, I mean, or it was successful, no, and now he's got to live failed. with that. I think it failed. I, here's the thing: I think that Hammond, the Hammond's problem was Hammond was playing God. The problem was Hammond didn't see it as playing God. Hammond saw it as a flea circus. Yeah, he he never he never lost that the sight of that. And I That's think right. and, and what's sad is, I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, when they're in the helicopter ride, I, I, no, it, I'm not mistaken. It's true. <laughs> He's still looking at his cane. You know, right? And which I was which, which makes the you crux of all, which that. makes you wonder: Did Hammond fully? Did he fully get it? Right. I, th- I, I think he's like ninety percent there, but I think there's part of him that's like, if I could have, if I could just go back. Well, and we know, and you know, on this side of things, we know he does go back and continue right. to, you know, obviously, you know, when we're watching the first time, we think, okay, good, we're done, but we weren't done, and I think we, the audience, are distracted by the fact that, okay, we right now, what I care about is. Alan, Lex, Tim, Ellie, I want y'all to be okay. So by the end of the movie, we're like, okay, thank God. They're getting away from there. But, but when, you, when you've come away from you know, the relief of that, you realize, wait a minute. And then you see the dinosaurs. There's a whole ecosystem that exists now that now, didn't before. Right. And they're, and they're now migrating. Or at least they're, they're moving. They're mobile. Yeah. And, you know, well, who and, knows? And then, what, and then you have to think, what, what else does that apply to? What other spe- you know, species does that apply to? Are the, are the raptors spreading? Are right. the you know it's it's yeah. food for thought, right? It is, yeah, and and of course the helicopters fly off into sunset. Yep, to an uncertain world, right? Which which we're still seeing unfold. A brand in, new in, world, in, if in you film will. Film stories, you know. So that is uh, Jurassic. Yes, Park. and now Go we're on. we're we're anxiously awaiting the the next installment of Jurassic, of what Jurassic World with Dominion. apparently the original stinking yeah, cast. I'm excited. Which yeah. I can't. I mean, I wait with bated breath. I can't wait. You know, with with how they've been doing films, you know, recently, when I saw Jurassic World, I said, okay, it's been long enough. Yeah. Um, we have now seen things like, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, we, we've just seen, we've seen tremendous amount of um, strides in storytelling with, uh, with Disney, with, uh, you know, with the MCU, with Netflix and things. And, and what I'm saying is, we're in this whole new era of storytelling yeah where people are really doing things well so when i saw jurassic world i was like okay mm-hmm. let's see what it is and jurassic world was a really great movie it was great yeah. and jurassic kingdom was 
a really great movie. Mm-hmm. And so to bring the cast back, I think where the franchise is now having another peak, um, I think it's going to be good. You know, yeah, so um, I'm excited I still, to see. Them I back. mean, even even with all of that though, with all the incredible CGI and the CGI is incredible. No, yeah, well, I no, you can't still replicate go it. back. I just, I mean. Nothing beats the original Jurassic well, Park. It if just, we ever, it just doesn't. I mean, if we were to ever discuss Jurassic Park three, I, I, I would certainly talk about Jurassic Park three. wasn't bad, but it was problematic for certain reasons, and, right. and, and, and because, and that's my whole philosophy on what a sequel is, and what a sequel should be, and what a sequel should set out to do. Because it seemed there for a time, and I think some some you know uh, storytellers and directors still try to do it. Is they try to they try to somehow top the previous movies? They try to somehow up the ante. Yeah. When it's so unnecessary to do, I, I I love how Jurassic Park even tells us this. We have uh, in Jurassic uh, we have in Jurassic World we had the uh, the Indominus Rex. Mm-hmm. We had in Jurassic uh, Kingdom the Indoraptor. Yes. And I'm I'm not giving any spoilers, but. <laughs> It always ends with the same freaking dinosaur. It ends with the T Rex. It ends man. with the T Rex. It's you can't sim- get simply away saying, from it. simply saying, you cannot get away from what originally made these stories so magical. So I'm excited to talk about Lost World eventually. Yes, for uh, sure. You know, don't know if that's going to be next week or not. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yes, we. It's it's been so great spending all this time on one of our very favorite movies. I would love to see Lex and Tim. I, I, I mean. Bringing the entire cast back might be a stretch because why would Lex and Tim come back? But right, because they because they I, were I, present in the Lost World for a, for a brief moment. Yeah. They were they were there. But I do, I I I, I like them a lot. You know, yeah. So. I would love to see, but what they're what they'd be like now. Yeah, I'm Just very excited to see Sam yeah. Sam Neil come back, and Jeff Goldblum. I would pay to watch him drink a glass of ice water. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Because he's just, you know, he's just a delight. So he is, he is. Anyways, yeah, it's just great. So um we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up though. Put this in the barrel. Get ready to yep. fire we it out there. Thank you guys for, for jo- joining us on this Jurassic journey, if you will, uh these last few weeks. It's for us it's been it's been so much fun and a delight. And it's been fun having conversations with you guys um on Instagram and TikTok and uh, there's been a lot. Interestingly enough, there's been a lot of cool conversations we've been having over on TikTok as well. People just commenting about what they thought about the scenes and the movie, and it's just it's been so much fun just reliving this experience with you guys. Absolutely. So why don't you tell them where they can find us as we prepare Speaking to of social media shut down the grid, <laughs> shutting down the system. Right. Um. Uh. So if you are on Instagram, we are there. Uh, that's where we hang out the most and um, where we do the most interacting. Uh, we're the tape store. We're also on TikTok by the same name, the tape store. Uh, if you're on Twitter, we're on the tapes. Uh, we're eh, sorry. If we are on Twitter, we are the tape store pod. And if you'd like to choose an email, you're certainly welcome to do that. We'd love to hear from you. The tape store podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And as always, never fail to do so. I don't think we've ever missed it, but if we have, it happens sometimes, but we never. We always strive to make sure we acknowledge that, you know, any amount of time you guys spend listening to our show, we appreciate you. We like to consider it not just our show, but also yours as well. Exactly. That's why we love to just open it up to, you know, hearing what you guys think and have to say. Yeah, and, please never hesitate to message us, and comment. E- and even talk us into, you know, breaking a show up into three parts instead of two. Yes, and all we those love things. it. So 
we love it because, you know, this isn't just like, you know, the 90s wasn't, and the 80s and 90s, but, you know, in this case it was the 90s. It wasn't just, you know, our world. It was yours too. Yeah, it belongs to all of us. Yeah. So we just love that you're here and we love the time that you spend with us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You could be doing something else. So, but you're here with us. And so we want to say, hey, it's good to have you. All right. So if that is it, yeah, let's uh, say that this is a wrap. Uh, we will see you next Thursday for more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store Podcast. And until then, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, everyone. Bye.